Thanks for tuning in to the Hey Shantae podcast, the podcast where I do not like small talk. Nobody cares what your middle name is. No one really cares what your favorite color is. I want to talk about your passions and your fears and problems that you overcome. I want to talk about emotions and intelligence and things like that. And you're probably wondering why. Because I'm nosy. So let's go. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into the Hey Shante podcast, episode six. First, before we start this episode, I just want to say that if you listen to the previous episode, my guest host Bobby and myself got the musical quote wrong. Getting to know you is from the King and I, King and I, and not um, Sound of Music and not Guys and Dolls. So there's that. So let's hope that's the end of that. So today I have Charles Malone on my show. Say hi, Charles. Hello. <laughs> I told you I was gonna be weird. Say hi louder. <laughs> hi. Louder? Yeah. Hello. Okay, cool. All right, so what you do, Charles, is you're in the industry, which is kind of like a running theme on my show. I've had mostly industry folks in the show, but you are actually like in the industry. Like you're, I mean, you're still struggling, but you, you kind of. I'm in, I'm in the door ish. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're still kind of by the window. Yeah. You're like, just... but you're not. I'm at the bottom of the steps, but I'm in the building. Yeah. You're opening the door. Yeah. You're peeking inside. You <laughs> see what it looks like, but, like, you can also turn around and leave. Yeah. Right? It's still it's still early. Cool. So, like, uh, that's awesome. So, let's start from the beginning, though. Like, what made you want to go into production and what kind of industry, what level, what do you do? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do I do? I essentially am an assistant to a producer. Okay. Uh, Part of the time, and then I'm a, my own independent producer on my own time, uh, and that's that's it. It's all about like hunting down great stories to tell and finding talented people to work with. Okay, and what was there like a movie or like a TV show that like sparked your desire to get into this industry? I would have to say if it's I grew up loving TV and films, mm-hmm. but. Uh, really early on, not, not really early, about 19, I stumbled onto like Kubrick, and like that was it for me. I was like, I want to do this. Kubrick, what is that? Who's that? Stanley Kubrick. So Clockwork Orange, 2001 Space Odyssey, Barry Landon. He was like the genius of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Really difficult to work with, but like a mastermind. Yeah. So do you remember that volume I told you to stay at before we started <laughs> the show? And, and now it's like really, it's like yeah. really loads my radio voice. <laughs> Relax. It's just you and I. Yeah, I told you. I told you. A couple hundred listeners. Silly, silly, silly person. Okay. Okay, so you're your assistant for who? You don't uh, have to say their name, but what do they, what do, they yes, do? Yes, she was, she was nominated for an Oscar two years ago. Uh, she's had her own journey, but she recently switched to independent film producing. Okay. Uh, and it's just great. I mean, I How did you land her. that job? I think my, my whole journey into like filmmaking mm-hmm. and the industry has been unorthodox but I mean in this industry what what is yeah. normal uh, but it's just about I met, I met her out and about and one day I just decided to send a bunch of cold emails I probably sent about 15 cold emails and about five people got back to me to meet up just for like coffee mm-hmm. and to give me advice and three of them today I'm still talking to and they still like give me advice and they watch things 
and one of them that I work for. Them. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Talk about your journey, because you're from... Everywhere. Chicago? No, originally from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, I went up and down. My mom had a small run with, like, modeling that took us up and down the East Coast. So I spent time in Atlanta, New She Jersey. was the model? Yeah. Cute. Uh, Ohio. So I've been up and down the coast. So this is, uh, like, sixth place I lived, but I spent about eight years in three different states each okay so it's close i'm getting close to eight years in la it's like what's next now eight years here almost what a struggle two more years yeah that's awesome well okay so talk about like how did you get to la and what made you want to go to la like besides like instead of going to new york since you've been up and down yeah i actually started in photography right out of high school i worked for a like event photographer who did things for like bet and Mm -hmm. small like celebrity events and I did that for about two years almost three and then I got bored it wasn't very creative you're just watching other people party and taking photos of them mm-hmm. and then like oh what's your name okay and you upload it to Getty Images and then that was it that sounds boring unless you like photography <laughs> well is that your gig <laughs> even if you like photography if you're if you really have like a creative passion or fire inside it's not gonna it's not gonna feed that mm-hmm it's fun for a while. But uh, how I got to L.A. was I left a five-year relationship, quit my job, and moved here on Christmas Day of 2012. Wow. Because I felt stuck. All of that came at the same time? Yeah, in about like a two-and-a-half-month period. I called my best friend on Christmas Eve, and you want to talk about having like a mental connection with someone. He answered the phone, and I said, hey. And he's like, you're moving, are you? I was wow. like, tomorrow. <laughs> And that was it. We met up, had coffee, and I moved the next day. So your moving here was like the result of like a st- I'm stuck, let me get out of here, yeah. rest. This is in like yeah. you didn't even plan it? No, I had had like a little bit of savings, no job, and a place to stay. That's hmm. about it. At least you had a place to stay. Yeah. Oh, well, after a month and a half, the people my sister and I were staying with were like, we're moving to Atlanta. You guys have to find a new place. Wow. So... That happened right away. That's how my journey started a month in. That's scary. Yeah, in, in a way. Didn't have a job for about six months. Uh, it's scary, but it's also freeing. I don't know. I don't know why. I have a lot of good things going now, but when I had no job and just had to figure out living, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a fun adventure because all you had to do was figure out what to eat and what you're gonna do for the day, and then all the other stuff you're just figuring out as you're going. That's wild. Because I was just saying on my last episode, before you moved to L.A., like, don't move out here with no money. But here you are saying, oh, that's what I did. I moved out here with very little money and ran out about six to seven months in. Yeah, because it's so expensive here. Like, yeah. a burrito here is like $9. Yeah. Or 13 really. So that, it, it, was, it was in that itself an adventure, and it was fun. You learn, you grow. You find cool things. You find out everything you can do for free really fast. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell, like, two things for the oh, listeners? You can you can go learn archery in Pasadena. Archery? Van, Van Eyes. Like Katniss? Or, yep. The, one of the trainers in Pasadena trained uh, Hawkeye, uh, Jeremy Renner. From the Marvel series? Yes. But, like, you show up on Saturday about 7, 8 a.m. There's, like, a little line. You can just go learn archery. Tons of free museums. 
That's yeah. cool about the archery. Like, museums are cool, too, but they're always mostly free. So, listeners, if you're broke as a joke and you want to learn how to kill people with arrows, there yeah, you yeah. go. Saturdays. Cool. So that was your journey. What a surprise. I did not know that, that you just up and left. Duffel bag and no job. That's it. And how long were you living like that? Uh, out of a duffel bag? Yeah. Until probably like two years ago. Really? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, obviously I was a lot more stable yeah. but in terms of acquiring things after living for like two, three years, just like on the go. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of lost that like drive to just acquire like material things right so by like not by choice i became a minimalist through like circumstance right and now it just kind of just stuck yeah because you're like oh i survived all this time without x y and z so why do i really need it yeah i grew up with a lot of things so at first it was a drastic like change yeah like oh i want my stuff yeah but now it's like yeah it's just stuff well that's cool that's cool that it's freeing because it literally is freeing because you're not weighed down by all of the stuff. You can literally go. You can let it go. Yeah. Because what did you need? Like a phone for directions of communication. That's, you didn't even need that? That's it. A phone. A phone? That's pretty much what I had. At the time, I didn't even have a car. I came out here with no car. Yeah. I literally just duffel bag in my phone. That's wild. So were you like one of those people at the Apple store who would just be there for hours looking for jobs on the computers? No. I... I got odd jobs i've had several jobs for just a day i had an unpaid internship with a luxury photographer i went into the interview again i didn't have a portfolio or any i didn't have anything with me i lost a lot of stuff when i left uh, new jersey and i'm looking to my left and to my right and there's like people in this like black and white attire and like they have these leather portfolio books and i'm in like a blue plaid shirt with like red new balances and like i'm not getting this job (laughs) and i like chat the dude up in the interview and i leave and he calls me back and he's like hey come in for like a test shoot next saturday and my phone got turned off in the middle of the week because i didn't have money to pay the bill wow and i never went to the test shoot wow uh fast forward two years later i bump into him at like an odd job i'm doing and he's like hey you interviewed for me and i was like yeah and he was like I'm just curious, whatever happened to like the test shoot? And I like gave him my sob story. And he was like, you want another run? And I ended up working for him for like six months. We did like a few small commercials. Mm-hmm. And I did like data management, which is just like you're backing up cards from the camera. And I did some photo organization. But yeah. That's based off the rapport that you had. Yeah, just from that one day we met. And he was a really cool dude. And we're still kind of like in contact on Instagram, social media. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot of your quote unquote success is due to like your networking. It's I've listened your first episode with you like, you know, last episode you and Bobby were chatting, and Bobby in the first episode uh, was like a lot of it's networking, mm-hmm. and it is. And sometimes people feel like networking is such a dirty word. Like I gotta go network. Yeah, it just I feels, hate it. It feels grimy. But if you think about it as like cultivating relationships, and you want to surround yourself by peers or people who are going in the direction that you're going mm-hmm. then it's not just like I'm doing this to talk to you to get somewhere as in like hey you're where I want to go or like you're going in the same direction let's just go together mm-hmm. then it's not really networking you're just building friends for the future to work with yeah well that's a good way to think of it but there's a lot of people I feel like who don't think of it that way and they're literally just like using oh, you a hundred percent but people will call those people like sharks or like oh i don't want to talk to you if you're not at my level Mm -hmm. Uh, i think those people are 
I wouldn't say easy to deal with because it's not like dealing with him, but like you can you can tell what their motives are, mm-hmm. and it's easy to do that when like you're showing you're laying it out for me. So it's like I kind of already know what you want. Yeah, so it's it's kind of easy to navigate. That's good. That's a good advice. As thinking it like, oh, I'm not like using you. I'm literally trying to build friendships because and relationships. Yeah, and relationships. Because although, like, have something that you want, but you might have something that they want, and then back and forth, and things like that. Yeah, if, if someone's at a level that you aspire to be at, uh, I think a lot of people coming up is just like, give me a job, give me something, mm-hmm. give me work, instead of asking for advice on, how do I get here? What yeah. did you do? And people are more willing to give advice than just give you something. Right. You, they want to see that you can work. You hear that, you guys? That's how you do it. So let's say, do you go to events a lot, or did you start like going to those like blacklist events and things like, oh, come to this seminar and learn how to blah blah blah? Did you do all that when you came out? I did not. I've had friends that like paid for those courses and they would come and like share the knowledge they've learned. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people like say, oh, you know, how do you how do you network or how do you learn how to do this? I'm just very like proactive. Mm-hmm. So my friend went to a networking course and he came back with all this like valuable information and that actually led me to sending out the cold emails. Yeah. And he told me all these things and I was like, man, why aren't you doing this? All I did was like, he told me what he learned and I was like, okay, cool. And I went out and did it. Right. And it was as simple as, as that. People, they want things, but wanting's not going to get you anywhere if you're not willing to actually like go out and apply it. You right, can have right. all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not doing anything with it, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a social person? Because I feel like it's, I feel like you talk a lot and you like to talk to people. You're talkative. Yes, Why are you making yes. that face? So I feel like it's easier for you since you're already social to go out and be like, hey, let's make a deal or whatever. Versus someone who's like, oh, well, a bit of an introvert. Yeah. Uh, I yes, I'm. I went to seven, eight elementary schools, four middle schools, and like two high schools. That's a lot. So. Being social or being able to adapt quickly to, it's just ingrained in me from like switching, learn, okay, these people are like this, okay, new school. And you just, you learn how to like read a room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, that's unique to me, I guess, since I was forced to move around and learn how to like interact quickly. So if you are an introvert, just getting, getting out there, maybe a little bit of like liquid courage if you're at one of these drinks, just to give you a little push and don't be afraid to promote yourself a lot of people like cut their legs from under them when they go to these events and you Shantae are a writer and you're going to talk to someone and they're talking to you and you go well yeah I'm thinking about at that moment you pretty much just cut your legs out because really? because it, it sounds like you're still not sure mm-hmm. is that self-doubt and you some people call it faking it till you make it and it's not that you have to believe in you because if no one else is, how am I going to take you serious if you're not taking me serious? Right. That's good advice to use worldwide, like across any industry yeah. that you're trying to get into. If you're trying to like sell candles on Etsy, or if you're trying to be a plumber or, try, or whatever, just having confidence in yourself yeah. and it's, selling it's yourself high it. instead of short. It's not faking it. There's there's a there's a fine line between like arrogance and just being confident. Mm-hmm. And you really just have to be like, yeah, I'm doing these things. Yeah. It's also, with arrogance and confidence, I feel like a lot of people don't understand the difference because people are like, oh, well, I'm going to talk about myself. Oh, like, everything is going to be about me, 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 and that's how I'm going to promote myself. And I feel like 
those arrogant people don't understand, like, you have to listen as well. You have 100%. to take a second to ask questions and listen for that feedback. And and I feel like that's really important, too, when you're promoting yourself. It's like, yeah, promote yourself, talk about yourself, but also shut the fuck up and listen to what people are saying and giving you feedback. And I feel like people don't understand that. Not just that. <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm if I meet you at an event and, like, I'm just like, well, I'm doing all this stuff and I haven't even stopped at a moment to find anything out about you. Yeah. Then, it's yeah. game over. Because I feel like it just tells me what kind of person you are. You're only in it for yourself and you're not in it to grow with other people. Because in this industry, it's it's oh, literally... it takes a village. A village. Yeah. Which brings to another point because, like, you're very about, like, bringing your friends on. Do you want to talk about, like, why that is so important to you because I know a lot of conversations that we've had outside this podcast we always talk about like when I make it I'm going to bring everybody up with me and that's great and I wish a lot of people had that um, mindset as well like why why do you want to bring I don't think it's unique up? just to just to this uh, this industry as as much as I wish we did it more in society is yeah once someone makes it it's like okay I made it and I'm going to hoard this for me Mm-hmm. with like their select few but ultimately it's like oh, oh good I made it you guys figure it out instead of trying to empower everyone else to mm-hmm. uh, come up I'm willing to help those who are willing to work so if I have friends out there who have a passion and they are talented why not give them opportunity it's so hard to break in it, it's, yeah. so, it's so hard to even catch a break uh, and it's there's like a lot of gatekeeping going going on it's like, well, instead of here's an opportunity. If you fail at that, then like you can be replaced because there's tons of people that want that opportunity. But I think more people should be given that opportunity. So if if I reach a level of success where I can help my friends or others uh, get that chance, why wouldn't you? Right. Because why wouldn't you want your friends around? You want to work with, I mean, I'm all about making new friends and you're going to make new friends on this journey because... I mean, ultimately, a lot of people, they're not going to be able to, like, handle the pressure mm-hmm. and the failures and the setbacks yeah, it's... of this, like, this, this this journey is rough. Yeah, your mental, your you mentality, have you have to take care of that. 100%. So a lot of your friends aren't, aren't going to have, have that grit. But mm-hmm. for those that do, I mean, once you make it, I really like, like, Judd Apatow and Freaks and Geeks. Just how those like those people all stayed together mm-hmm. in a way, or like kept their friendship, or at least working together, mm-hmm. built their careers. Mm-hmm. Or like Adam Sandler, his small little pocket of you kind of see these like little clicks in the film industry yeah. that like constantly work together, and you find new people that hop in, and they like just stick together and love to work together. You want to find people that you enjoy being around because no one likes being on a set with like tension and yeah. drama you want to work with like fun people you're pulling 14 hour days you want to be around people you like mm-hmm. and so assholes that you're forced to work with at like nine to five jobs you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get those two but ultimately you want to have more of the good ones than a bunch of little uh, a-holes yeah around. and the a-holes do keep you interesting and the side <laughs> jokes and the side eyes are always fun sometimes well, that's awesome. So let's talk about Open Q Productions. Um, that is you and Shaka Smith. Shaka Omari. Omari. Why do I yeah. want to say Smith? Shaka Omari. Yeah. Sorry, Shaka. I thought your last name was Smith. 
Um, Talk about that. What is that? What do you do? So it it uh, it honestly started from three three men sitting down, tired of their day jobs, and decided to like make videos. Not necessarily for YouTube or for any type of fame, but just like God, we're just doing nothing. Let's, yeah. Let's let's create videos, and that slowly grew like more ambitious. And we were like, all right, fine, we've shot some videos. Let's shoot a short film, mm-hmm. which your lovely uh, co-host or guest that pops in, Bobby. Fiance, you can say fiance. Decides to help us out, and like that had its own challenges. And we made this running joke: it's like three men in a bucket of chicken, just trying to make a short film. (laughs) Uh, And it just slowly and slowly we just came more and more ambitious. And with each project, we just try to get better Mm -hmm. and learn, and not repeat the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. And we learned a lot on the way, and we're still learning. Uh, We've had a lot of like many successes in the last three years yeah we went from like little videos that weren't getting published anywhere to like a failed short to like something that was in development hell that we put money into and then failed the day of shooting mm-hmm. actress canceled out and the project got scrapped and then we tried to shoot it again and it happened again so it ultimately got shelved then we took a giant hiatus after that like big failure and then we're like let's do it again and we won a baby award for a short film we did. Separation, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I won Best Directing, Shaka, and the young lady he worked across, Molly Reisman, uh, won, like, Best Acting Duo. Mm-hmm. That's great. You're it was, saying it so softly. It was, it was, it was a very fun and challenging uh, experience. She flew down from San Francisco for a day. We shot the entire thing in a day. And then it went into to post after that. It was like almost a one-man band skeleton crew. Yeah. Uh, it was it was fun. You learn a lot doing projects like that. And then we partnered with uh, a Polish international company called Amando Films. Mm-hmm. Uh, through one of Shaka's contacts, very, very, very talented director and writer named Katya. And I'm not going to butcher her last name because there's like a, <laughs> a lot of consonants in it. It's like Pawlinski Whisk. So you're going to butcher it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to butcher it, then I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, she had this amazing idea, and we kind of helped, and we watched the the edits, and we sent it back, and we gave notes. And then when it came time for marketing, she wanted to get into the American market, so we helped her package it. And we got into the San Diego International Film Festival, and it's like destroying things over in Europe, racking up awards. Separation is? No, uh, it's called Leader. Leader. Uh so that, that was fun, and we're working on a feature version, because since it's doing so yeah. well. Uh, hopefully it's in development now to get into pre by the end of 2019. So we just, like, keep going with these things. So that's great. So you have a production company that's actually doing stuff and moving forward. How do you, how do you Charles, pick and choose who you want to work with? Because there's so many people who are like, yeah, I want to do this, but then, but then they don't do anything. And we were just talking about that. Um, but... You, you and Shaka have been like constantly rolling out stuff since I met you. There's always like you have like a mini series called Being Human on your Instagram. You guys are constantly like doing that. So how do you guys keep yourself motivated and how do you know who to pick and choose to work with that's actually going to keep going? Why are you laughing? Well, you, you brought up being human and that that is going to answer your question, both how we do it and how we deal with it. Uh, being human was like a very like. Again, I'm using this word ambitious because you have these ideals and you're like, we're going to do this and it's going to like, you put all this like effort and passion and like, 
so much of yourself into these things. And the whole series for Instagram was like, can you tell a story in 60 seconds? Because that's all you have. Mm-hmm. And can you s- tell a story that brings us all together, no matter like what you look like, no matter if you're like gay, straight. We deal with so many things in society today where everyone's like self-sensitive and we don't realize that like we're all just people. And that's what we wanted to capture. Mm-hmm. But when it started, it started with just like Shaka and I, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to shoot these things. Let's put it out there. And I was like, that's not being human. That's just our perception of what being human is it'd be right. great to get other artists and we reached out to people and like yeah let's make videos and everyone's like giving us ideas but then like that's all that's where it stopped mm-hmm. like we have the an idea and we're like good okay we have the equipment and if we don't we can get you equipment right and that's it and then that's it so how how do you deal with that i choose to work with people who like show initiative like you want to do this here are all the tools like do it mm-hmm and then if we're going to produce this, if I'm going to back you, I'm going to bring you all the way, but you have to show me that you're, you're going to take some sort of initiative to actually jump in from my wanting to do something mm. to actually doing something. Uh, and that's it when I, when I personally want to work with people. Yeah. But a lot of producing is just like, man, there's so many talented writers out there and so many great stories in terms of articles, books. I mean, people with interesting life stories. And you're just ultimately out there looking, like constantly looking for great stories to tell. So you're, I'm always reading articles, books, anything on the internet. You'll find like great things. We bring up Reddit because it's like. Because Reddit is the answer. <laughs> Reddit's the answer. There's something great called r slash writing prompts where people just. Yeah, I follow. Yeah. yeah. And they just throw random ideas out there. But sometimes you can get like really great things going. Mm-hmm. At least to start your brain. Mm-hmm. So. Part of producing is just like you're constantly on the hunt for the next project. Yeah. Every job's your last job, so like the next one. What is something that you would say no to? Let's say somebody pitched you an idea and you're like, mm, I love where you're going, but no. Have you ever said no to something? Yeah, of course I have. It, there's tons of things. It could be a, a script that's not very strong or a story that you're just not interested in telling because it's not your cup of tea Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times in LA you don't get enough feedback so anytime I do pass on something I at least try to give a solid reason why yeah and everyone takes it differently Mm -hmm. but I you will get a lot of oh I love it but or like oh it's good and that's it it's good doesn't say anything because what was good yeah so you can tell when someone's kind of like brushing you off because you usually don't get anything you get like really vague like oh it's okay or I liked it What'd you like about it? Right. What you didn't like about it? How Did can you I? Like my font size. <laughs> can I? Can I get some some real feedback so yeah. I can adapt, change, and grow? Uh, so when I when I pass on things, I generally try to tell someone why. Uh, I don't want to be too specific because like I don't want to give anyone's well, like, yeah, stories yeah. We away. Don't have to do that. I mean, we could do that. We, <laughs> have to do we that. could. I just I ultimately got a. Someone sent me something and. It was just too on the nose with the message you were trying to get across and I was like man you're really like beating the audience over the head with this Mm -hmm. and again it's not it's not for me it's not something I'm interested in telling Mm -hmm. the subject matter was very specific for like a niche audience right and it just didn't fit what ultimately what OpenQ was trying to put out Mm -hmm. so what is OpenQ trying to put out like what kind of themes and and messages are y'all trying to tell we we lean towards 
And when we get stories, what I notice that we get really excited about are stories that really explore like the human condition and what it means to be like a person, to yeah. love, to like loss, and what ties us all together. So, I mean, personally, I, mean, I, I think I can speak for shock on this one. It's like the stories that like A24 decides to put out. And I, I love, love A24. It's original stuff, but also there's still that human element there that like you really, really can like, it like resonates with you like mm-hmm. on like a fundamental level of what it means to just be a person. Yeah. And that, that and Blum, to, this one's not shocker, but me, I really love Blumhouse. Like, uh, What's the movie they've done? That sounds familiar. Blumhouse, I mean, they're doing so much. They started in 2000, and they had a pretty, like, long journey. Then they did Paranormal Activities. Oh, the most yeah. Recent, the most recent thing, like, uh, Get Out. They did oh, a lot of, yes. like, thriller, yes. suspense. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Um, that's great. So, Open Q Productions, it's three people? Right now, it is just two of us in partnership with Amando Films. Okay. And you rotate people out. Um, yeah. And we just find, you know, talented writers and directors to work with. That's that's what it should be. And we're slowly, like, building our brand. It's, it's a journey. Yeah. That's great. So, you guys don't promote that much stuff. Like, you guys have an Instagram, but it's not that active. So, how do you guys Correct. get your stuff out there in the, in the, to the universe? Um, for things like small short films for the festival circuit me personally I'm not a big I'm not really active on social media true story Um, but I do think it's a very useful tool for a business Mm -hmm. so we're more so laying low doing our research figuring Mm -hmm. out how Instagram is such like a monster there's more to it than just posting and like your stories there's things like impressions and outreach and who's getting people to repost your post so if like you only have a thousand followers but your friend has 15 if they repost it's getting seen by now 16,000 people so your people and your friends followers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's a in itself has its own game and like yeah it's exhausting you have to have the right hashtags you have to have the right filters you have to do it at a certain time so it's not that we're not doing it we're just taking it slowly and putting a little bit more research into it being more careful so when it's time to we, we don't want to have to unlearn bad habits so it's easier to start slow mm-hmm. figure out the system and then that's good advice start slow and figure things out so you don't have to learn unlearn yeah. bad habits that's great you guys listen to that okay so let's get a little deeper so you're in the industry and we touched on have it how it takes a lot on your psyche and your mental abilities if you don't mind like how has your like how have you been able to keep your mental health together in, in such a stressful industry and coming from like living in a duffel bag to finally being settled somewhere but how is your mental health through all this you you have to take care of yourself i can't i can't stress that enough you, mm-hmm. you seriously have to I mean, if, if you can work out, meditate, you have to find something that works for you. You need something to release stress. You have to also be willing to, like, sit and reflect because it's really going to test you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're, like, doing this in L.A. or New York, a big city where you constantly have, like, 
what you don't have shoved in your face or what you're not at yet shoved in your face uh, you really have to put on horse blinders in a way yeah and not look at the person next to you when I played a lot of sports growing up and whether it's swimming or track you're not supposed to look into the next lane you're supposed to like run your race and that's what I would say is like run your race and do the best of your ability to not look next to you and compare because like someone's gonna be in front of you and someone's gonna be behind you and like everyone's journey looks different mm-hmm. some some people walk into a room and like crush an audition and like that's it they get their agent x x y and z and they achieve success where some people have to iserate it they like hit the youtube and they like really hustle and grind making a lane for themselves and really you're figuring it out yourself so one i would just simply say be kind to yourself mm-hmm. it's okay to fail it's okay to have self-doubt just don't sit and wallow mm-hmm. it's like be forgiving to yourself you're, there's gonna be days where you don't want to like do anything i'm writing yeah i know you're not you're procrastinating you're sitting, <laughs> you're, you're writing i'm mean, air quotes you're writing but you know, you know that's 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 okay and you just start again it's okay to restart refocus readjust and just get back at it and you just have to keep that in mind yeah a lot of days, because I'm like a writer, and I like to say that when I'm watching TV, I'm like, oh, I'm just researching, and I'm researching for like six hours watching The Office on repeat, 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 because it's tough to get out of bed sometimes, because we are in this industry where we need to be judged to know if our stuff is good, so we're yeah. putting ourselves out there, and when we don't hear feedback, or we do get the feedback that we don't want, it takes a huge toll, and sometimes you forget to say like, hey, like it's okay, like sometimes the negative feedback is the constructive criticism that you needed that you're not getting from yourself because you don't know that. And so it's definitely, definitely important to take care of your mind. I feel like people, it's such a weird, like, stigma for people to talk about mental health or whatever because as soon as someone's saying, like, oh, I'm depressed or, oh, I'm this and that, they automatically see it as negative or, like, scary. Like, oh, well, you have this issue with your brain. Like, why? Like, are you a schizo? They automatically want to put, like, labels on it. And sometimes it's like, no, you're just overwhelmed. You yeah. just need to take a nap for a second. You just need to breathe. It's it's okay. When I hit my first failure, like I put some money into a project. I had two little, two actual little crews, like a like a first AC and like a second additional crew, and like it didn't work out. It sent me into like a little, like a real low low, and mm-hmm. I just like is you question like, are you good enough? We can do it. Anyone that you admire or inspires you to pursue this, trust me, they, they had a point on their journey where they wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. The, really, the really successful people, one of the biggest differences is that they don't just quit at the first obstacle. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that willpower and that grit to just keep going. You're going to get no's for the rest of your life you're gonna write a script even if you're successful and someone's probably gonna pass on it Mm -hmm. and you just keep going anyway yeah take it to somebody else because somebody might else be like oh this is just what i was looking for thank god how many how many shows have been on and canceled or a pilot oh this is good you got a pilot and the pilot never gets picked up i mean things sit in development hell for like three to eight years isn't that crazy that's so people dropping i would tell you firsthand a lot of what i get to see now is a lot of deals being made. I sit on phone calls, I sit in the room, and I'm listening to like really, really big names. I mean, 
in and out. People like, they're in. No, they're out. No, mm-hmm. they're in. No, they're out. Okay, this is going to be made. Not anymore. All right, production starts here. Nope, it's getting pushed back. So they're dealing with this <laughs> at the level that we want to be at. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to handle it here. Because right. when you get there, it's still going to happen because it's dealing with more money. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, so since we're talking about mental health, the state that you're at and where you are, are you happy? Because you're in the industry and a lot of people aren't where you are now. And you might yeah. not think that you're very far, but you're a lot further than a lot of people. So would you say in this state or level that you're at, are like, are you happy? Like, is what you're doing making you happy right now? Because of course you can get happier once you keep moving up. up but like... I mean, I don't think there's ever one, like... You're never gonna be in this one perpetual state of happiness. Uh-huh. It's unrealistic. You're not always gonna be happy. Uh, but am I happy with the journey? Yes, with an asterisk of like, it definitely took learning. Mm-hmm. It did. It took a lot of time. You reflecting on, looking at others and like, well, I have a lot of friends that are actors and they're doing things and their careers seem to be moving. But like, I do all this stuff, but you're not seeing any financial gain yet. Mm-hmm. You just have to realize that. Things work out in their time, as long as you're working. And in terms of like happiness, yeah, I'm happy. I love what I do. It, it's it's cool. You get to work with so many talented people, and yeah, they're they're it's gonna come with low lows mm-hmm. because not only are you dealing with a extremely difficult career choice, you also have to deal with life stuff that comes up. You're probably gonna have like loved ones that pass away. You're gonna go through a breakup, and that doesn't make any of this easier. Mm-hmm. On top of dealing with all this like career stress because one one piece of advice I'd, I'd love to give is that if you're starting or you're in the middle of it or you're about to break at all of those points this is your career even when you're not getting paid for it so mm-hmm. you should treat it like it I mean we go to these nine to five jobs whether you work at a Starbucks or you're an assistant somewhere like you should also be working on your own time because again this is your career it's not just like, oh, it's a career once I make it. No, it's a career once you decide to do this and yeah. you have to work at it. Uh, and just, just train. Yeah, and just learn to learn that it's okay to have the low lows and you're going to have those creative highs when you like someone read something, love it, and you're going to go to a pitch meeting and you're going to leave that pitch meeting with them saying, oh, we love this, this is great, and you're going to have that high, but that high is not going to last forever and like, it's okay, but yeah. I'm happy because I enjoy it. I love working. Yeah. Uh, and I really, there's nothing else I'd want to do. So you're still having fun. <laughs> yeah, you should always be having fun. I, this is a, this is a career of creatives where like you sit with like in a room with the most talented people. Uh, one thing that I didn't answer in the beginning is how did I like really get into producing mm-hmm. or know I wanted to do this, which is I didn't. Yeah. I, I stumbled into realizing that there's a reason why the best film award goes to a producer because like a lot of the times the producer finds a great script and they find that director or they find a book and they have to find a writer to like adapt that book into a screenplay mm-hmm. and then it's their job to go like find a director to, to direct this and they're like assembling this team of people to like make this story and it's that you just get to work with so many talented people and when you're doing that and you, and you enjoy the people you're working with, man, of course it's going to be fun. But like happiness, happiness is a tough one because you're going to have, you're going to go through life's woes. Yeah. But you still like wake up every morning and you're like, oh man, I'm 
glad I'm a producer. Man, I'm glad I'm I'm making I'm making films. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What would you say is like the worst part about your what you want to do and being like a producer? What's the worst part? Like what sucks? Like it it comes with it, but I mean you never you never know. It's the just the unknowing. Yeah, the the unknowing. It can it can be difficult. There's things like finding financial backing at this level or all these things, but it's more so the this is just personal to me. It's like ah, uh, there's so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that keeps me going is that, like, if you work, most likely things are going to work out. But, like, it doesn't change the fact that that uncertainty is definitely scary. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you just keep going. As a producer, like, finding funding, would you suggest, like, crowdfunding? Like, the whole, like, GoFundMe or Indiegogo or the Kickstarter stuff? Is that, would you, like, go that right route or suggest to go that route to get money for your projects? Yeah, uh, there's... There's tons of there's tons of ways. That's definitely a good way, especially if you have like most of the time it's gonna be family or friends and hopefully yeah and like <laughs> friends of friends unless it's something that really goes viral and you have like random strangers off the internet giving you money. But also you just sometimes also just have to burn your own money at mm-hmm. first to get stuff done so people can see that you can finish something because why am I gonna trust you with all this money if I don't know you can bring anything to completion true uh, and then you some people get lucky and they find someone who's sitting on a little bit of money and they really believe in you and they're passionate like here go do this but definitely use when I started I was under underneath a guy named uh, John Jorgensen who was like at Columbia studying film and he was just like a nerdy dude I met in a game store and I was like 19 he had a MacBook Pro and I was like macbook pro he must be doing something cool (laughs) uh and he was he was working on a film and he was like do you want to come like you know be a pa on my short film he was doing like something for like a 48 hour film festival and i was like yeah and i show up and we like drive around the city we go pick up all this equipment and then the next day we go and shoot for like 13 hours which ultimately got like cut down to like seven minutes and within those two days and just like working with him over the next few months he was like man it's beg borrow or steal and in a way when you're at this like starting line of like independent anything it really it really is you you make do you call in favors you your friend has sound equipment cool can i borrow your sound equipment okay you need money okay you made a friend at a restaurant like can i do something two hours before you open like you just you, oh yeah you just be resourceful mm-hmm. well that's good that's good to know because with the do-it-yourself entertainment as, like, the DIY entertainment business with, like, the Instagram and, like, the YouTubes and the people who are shooting movies on their phone, they really don't have any money. And it sucks because money it gets you so so much further than someone who, obviously, who doesn't have money. But it's nice to know, like, you can always borrow, you can beg for it, hopefully you don't have to steal for it. But there's always <laughs> chances that you can do something. You just have to ask. Man, if you if you have an iPhone and you just want to get started, just go shoot something. Everyone's worried about making it, and I'm not saying that that's the wrong reason to do anything, but if you're just going to sit around to make it, you you could be sitting for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You have a you have a, you have a, like this feature script and you're just sitting down and you have nothing to do and you feel like you haven't been active, go shoot a scene. Get your iPhone, get a few friends, and like, go shoot a scene. Those little, those little nuggets of creativity, mm. I would say, definitely help. And Carrie Shaka and I, it's like, 
well, okay, we need to do something in between. We'll just shoot something. Even if it's not for anything, but these are our tools, and you have to shoot, like, keep them sharp. Yeah. And you, you just keep doing it. Just keep doing it seems to be, like, the theme advice for for the Hey Shante podcast because it's so true. You ha- If you don't do anything, you're not doing anything. So listeners out there. People move here keep to do things. doing it. And believe it or not, not enough of them are actually doing it. How do you feel about that? Like the people who are like, yeah, I moved out here 10, 20 years ago and I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, cool, let me see some of your stuff. And they're like, oh, see what happened was. I'll have blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like those people. How do, like, how do you? Well, it's tough. I, you don't want to pass judgment on anyone. Uh, it's just you see a lot of people who come out here and they come out here to say they're doing things, mm-hmm. but they're not actually doing it. And you just have to, again, when you want to work with people, it's almost like you have to vet them a little bit to mm-hmm. see kind of how serious are you. If we're going to shave, we're going to show up at 6 a.m. to shoot. Oh, six so early. <laughs> to shoot. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell. You're, you're going to get also a lot of people who, if there's no incentive, immediate incentive for them, then they're most likely not going to be into it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it ha- takes a lot of like foresight. Like you have to know the bigger picture. Live and work in today and now, but at least have a vision of where you want to go, and know that like it's gonna take time to get there. Overnights happen, but for most of us it doesn't. So it's really just putting yeah. in the work. I think overnights aren't really even overnights because we don't even get to see see their journey. Yeah. So an overnight is probably not even really an overnight. Like that's that's just such a stupid phrase or whatever to make people seem better than what they really are it just happens in anyone who's at a point you want to be you haven't seen them with their scars exposed so mm-hmm. you don't know what they went through you only seen the end result yeah that's great i feel like this episode has been very inspiring not only for people who want to be like in the industry but for people who just want to do anything um you've you talked a lot about like talking to people and like talking about yourself it's like talking like yourself up and things like that so if anybody gets anything out of this episode particularly it's about being confident in themselves so thanks for bringing this to the show <laughs> you you have you have to be if you if you love what you do i'm not saying if you're an introvert and you're not good about talking to yourself you won't make it but when someone asks you shante is like an introvert what do you do? Just be enthused. Be passionate about what you do, and like, trust well, I'm me. I'm the baddest bitch ever. <laughs> well, you don't have Here's that problem. My stuff. It's better than any of them at a house. Uh, like, but yeah, right on. <laughs> just, just like promote yourself. Be enthused. Be passionate, and be kind both to uh, those around you and to yourself. I mean, one thing again, I, I'm gonna hop on Bobby's train is like. And if you're on a set, if you're on a music video shoot, if you're PAing, if you're leading something, just just be nice. You, be nice. Yeah, you you'd be really surprised how far just being nice will take you. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about like people who are like, oh well, if I'm nice, I'm gonna get walked all over, so I have to be mean to get things done. No, there's a fine line. There's there's being nice but knowing your worth, and it's definitely a line of that. Don't let anyone talk or treat you a certain way, especially if you don't like being treated that way. But that doesn't mean you have to be mean. That that person that's running to get coffee or your lunch, you're not better than them. Please and thank you goes a long way. Oh, of course. If you if you ever on a 
a shoot or anything and you have the opportunity to send like a thank you note it just these little nuggets really go a long way thank you notes will get definitely i heard that um i went to a seminar <laughs> and she was like if anyone ever does anything for you or if you ever go to anything and they give you some kind of advice give them a thank you note because not only are you appreciating them but they'll remember you like oh that person actually took in something and whatever so that's good advice too so real quick so you've been on several sets what's something that's something that's really really funny or the most memorable that you've ever seen on set Ooh, in what way Ooh. <laughs> i don't know i feel like something just popped into your head right now no 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 it just it, it depends what's funny what's funny to you like, what are you talking about i'm a, I'm a silly person with a terrible I know, you have such a gross sense of humor so I'm just so interesting what like, not gross just a dark sense of humor babies and blenders Charles whoa 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 okay look that's not for everyone <laughs> it is now <laughs> um yeah I I float on the darker side of, of humor or more so I just laugh at at anything give a comedian like the freedom to be a comedian uh all jokes aren't for everyone and you know they're not targeting anyone personally it's, it's a joke uh, but the funniest thing I've, I've seen on set I don't know you see a lot of weird things on, on sets man they can either go really good or really wrong it's it's just a fun environment to be on when it's just like those outtake or blooper moments which yeah. are really do, do really exist uh, or you just see really inspiring things like I've seen a really like well-known person go through something personal that most people would have like called out of their job or wouldn't have showed up and they still showed up they did their work mm-hmm. and it was something that could be traumatic to most people yeah they still like came and did their job and that was really inspired to see on a professional level like no matter what happens she still came out and did it and i was like okay that's that's what i want to aspire to be like you know what i agreed to do this be a man of your word i'm still here boom 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 get it done uh but i don't know funny is just a such a weird term i don't know in some of the production offices it's just you think the things these things are a well-oiled machine and beginning of this year i was on i was on a feature film in a production office and uh one of one of the like accountant people got into an inflatable t-rex thing it was just like running up and down (laughs) the, the halls and you think these 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 films are just all these really serious people and it's like a well-oiled machine in like the back offices and they're just people too who are just like having a good time it's being and silly blown up t- where do people get that is it on <laughs> you see them everywhere right the, everywhere. Like, the blown up t-rex thing they yeah. look comfortable like i'd take a nap in it or like we in the we in the production office had uh towards towards the end had some downtime and we had these like little vests and we went around with our phones doing a little mini photo shoot pretending to be a boy band uh, <laughs> so it's it's just those little nuggets of like funny moments that's good it's so good to know that you're still having fun and you're still happy with the the life that you've chosen to to have a career with it's not easy it's a bumpy road but if you enjoy it and you you're really passionate about it it's it's worth it that's yeah. all it comes down to is it in the end i know it's it's gonna be worth it yeah, you're going to touch a lot of people with your films. I feel like the ones that I've seen, because I haven't seen all of them, because for whatever reason, you just won't email me <laughs> your stuff. I'll, I will fix that today. Um, but they always seem to be worth something. Like, they they mean something. 
and you can tell by the way that you do it you guys care yeah. you can see care you can see love and time and patience in your work which is great there's 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 two there's two like minds in here there's the the producer brain that's like the project is bigger than me mm-hmm. and i'm here to support this project and help do everything i can to make it the best project yeah and then there's my own like director brain because i also do direct and like i choose to tell stories that are going to connect us again on that same human level of like everyone no matter who you are can relate to these things and those are generally the stories i try to tell no matter if they're like silly or dramatic or even a bit darker uh (laughs) yeah uh, i that's that's what i that's what i do that's awesome well do you have anything to promote right now right now we have something that's that's in post uh it's a silly silly comedy called marble and we'll see oh, how this yes. <laughs> i can't wait to see that <laughs> it's uh it's a, a deal between the simpleton and the devil so we you're gonna see how that that comes out uh, and then we have a lot of things deals being made and things in like early pre-production for like 2019 good you're always moving you're never still every job's your last job mm-hmm. and it's different for like a writer. I mean, you shouldn't just write one feature script and like masterpiece and done. Absolutely not. You you take down notes and you're like, oh, this is good, and you put in that note and you save it for later. Mm-hmm. And you should just constantly be working. Yeah. Again, we're not you're not getting paid six figures. You're not like an A-lister, but like this is still your career, so you yeah. should constantly be working. That's great. What is the Open Cues Instagram in case people want to follow and, and keep up with you? So you can follow us. Do you have some? Are you looking it up? Do I have it off the top of my brain? Uh, my Instagram. Don't don't bother. Uh, it's literally nothing there. Uh, but Open Q, It's simply at, at Open Q Productions. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on Facebook. The Q is spelled Q U E. Like an actual Q. We have an Open Q of projects. Yeah. Which is funny because the name actually came from the thing we hate about our job, and we would work in this job where. When they open the queue, that means we had more work to do. Yeah. And we hated it because mm-hmm. it means that they were, like, working us to the bone. Every time they opened the queue, that means we had way too much to do. Yeah. And it was just like, open another queue, open another queue. So it was like a stick it to them, kind of like open queue productions. But then it worked out because we always have an open queue. We're always taking projects. Mm-hmm. So it really has, like, Look a double full meaning. circle. Yeah. Look at it just spinning around. Well, that's great. So that's going to conclude the end of the show. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Oh, thank you for having me. Oh, of course. This, besides that. <laughs> this was fun. I was like, I'm going to be definitely be weird. You but, weren't weird at all. Uh, like, I was waiting for like like a lizard to come out of your afro or something and nothing uh, <laughs> weird. <laughs> this is the hair podcast. You can't see it, but there are lots of curls going on. Lots of curls. Lots of better curls back better in the curls. day. Oof. My dry, my dry like Charles did not take care of his, his multiracial hair. And it showed. But now he's like using products and stuff. It's great. <laughs> um, okay. So to to close it out, I mean, the theme, what you said of your podcast is just go out and do it. Like mm-hmm. if you have a phone, if you have a friend with a camera, if you have a project in mind, start small. You don't have to go out and win an award tomorrow. Just shoot something. Shoot something today. Cut it together. You'd be really surprised how that can motivate you to do the next thing and push it forward and on this journey 
stop and make time to like have fun connect with people and again just close out and like be kind to yourself mm-hmm. it's a it's okay that you're not where you want to be now treat yourself fool great so if you want to follow uh charles open q on instagram open q productions open q productions q is spelled q u e u e not just the letter which i didn't realize and then if you want to follow the hey shante podcast it's hey shante pod on all social media if you want to follow me it's hey shante no it's not it's Shante Chanel. Uh, two ins and Chanel don't ask you why on all social media too. Well, thank you so much for coming to my podcast. I really appreciate it. It's so inspiring. I feel like I should go write a whole novel in like three TV shows right now. I'm not going to, but that's what I feel like I should office. do. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on the office and just have a great day. Well, thank you so much. I'm done.